Hey guys, thanks for joining the Football Almost Daily podcast. It's live time. It is. It's another week of Football Almost Daily and fantasy news updates, reviews, tears, shouting, swearing, etc, etc. How are you, Ian? <laughs> Fine. You're doing good. I had a great week. You had a great week. Loved you. Every second of it. Yeah, I also had a great week. So, Did you? Yeah, so why, why do both of us sound so downcast? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I went against my own advice. Uh, okay. I, uh, I was the champion for let people wait, like leave people in. They've only played one game. They might be, turn out to be really good. Like, don't screw with your team after one game. There's no point. Don't wildcard. Uh, and then, like on the last minute, or within the last hour, I got rid of Sun. In the for, last hour, you got rid of Son. Yeah, for uh, Fernandez, and I did a double transfer Ooh. as well, so I took a minus four hit, and I got mm. two points from both players. So I ended up on a minus two, when I could have been on a plus twenty-two if I'd have had Son and I hadn't done the stupid transfer. So I don't know why I didn't list my own advice because mm. it's cost me quite a lot of points. But it's only game week two, so it's okay. nightmare. Nightmare. Nightmare, mate. And as you pointed out, my two players killed each other. Or well, one almost killed the other one. <laughs> you said, wasn't it? It's like a roundhouse kick said, to the uh, face or something. Yeah, well, it was more of a um, like a scorpion kick. Mm, brilliant. So now I need to decide if... Uh, well, one's definitely out. Basuma? Yep. He is suspended because he's an idiot. Yeah. And he... then Lewis is almost dead, so he might not play. Yeah. Well, Basuma decided that he... He didn't like the way Jamal Lewis's face was arranged currently, <laughs> so he thought he'd have a go at mixing it up a bit, you know. Mm. Uh, see if the eye looked better on the chin and the, uh, you know, the nose looked better in the ear. Yeah. So I think it's quite likely he might have a little bit of time to uh, put everything back where it should be. So, yeah, you're looking a bit, bit light on the bench this week, aren't you? Hmm. Yeah, I don't really know what I'm gonna do. I'm kind of thinking the bail thing might be a fun uh, risk to take. It might be a good thing because it says he's only got twenty five percent chance playing. But I'm thinking, is that a um, uh, is that mind games? Is he realistically not gonna play, or is he gonna be fit enough and he's gonna play and come on and score a hat trick, and then everyone's gonna be like, "Holy shit, get him in! He's amazing!" Uh, it's kind of risky. But I, I really want to do it. I doubt he'll start this week. Mm, either that or I'm going to get rid of a Bamiang for De Bruyne, but then everyone's doing that, so... I think De Bruyne's time is up for a... Five weeks, I think. Yeah, and then he's got all right. A Bamiang's, you mean? Yeah, yeah, Bamiang's time's up for about five weeks, so... Yeah. Do I get De Bruyne or do I get somebody else? Or... I don't think you should get De Bruyne. But then everyone's getting De Bruyne. They are. What is the most transferred in? Maybe you should keep Aubameyang then, because, you know, he'll be as rare as uh, being able to get hold of an Australian women's away shirt, wouldn't he? <laughs> What's the story with that? <laughs> uh, well, apparently the... Sorry, little segue there, but apparently the uh, Australian FA released their away shirt, had the women all pose in it, looking... Uh, Looking nice and smart, and then it turns out you can't actually buy it in women's sizes. 
I mean, as oversights go, that's up there. Maybe they thought that no woman would actually buy it. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't promote it. Shocking decisions. I hope someone got fired for that. I hope someone um, died laughing. The whole thing. It's... Yeah, You're probably fantastic. Right. I'll, like we say, as business oversights go, that is definitely one of the uh, foremost slip-ups to make. They said they'll do it on the next one in a couple of years. So, so they, they were probably thinking, we haven't got many female fans. The majority of football fans are male. Let's make it an amends and then hope the women just buy it. Probably... I think they were just hoping the women went topless to all the away games. Yeah, maybe. They, probably, they were probably just hoping that they didn't notice that it wasn't a woman's fit. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, this is a woman's top. And you're like, well, yeah. no, it's not. It looks different. Oh, yeah, it's just a little bit baggy. Ugh, such a poor decision. Anyway, back to... Uh, <laughs> it's a veer back away from that and on to the, uh, the foosball this week. Mm. There were some good results. Good results across the board. Not my team. Uh, we had some definite standout stars, as you were saying. Uh, one of them was uh, definitely Schlong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was probably the standout. He's got to be the standout star of the week. I'd have thought with four goals from yeah. midfield. Makes my decision um, even worse. <laughs> yeah, but then it happens quite a lot, doesn't it? So. Who else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really bitter. Couldn't even listen. You've definitely own got an incredibly sour downbeat tone about you today. It's because I couldn't even listen to my own advice and I got like swayed by someone or something suggesting it and I was like oh he's actually might be good. that's what happens. Sometimes you read them sites and they go for you and sometimes they don't. They don't do it. No. Drops on this week they said. It'll work they said. Bring in Fernandez they said. Oh no they didn't say drops on. They just, uh, I just wanted Fernandez, yeah, because Adam last season he was good, and then uh, I think like you said when we were watching the game that everyone's just worked him out. Yeah, but I didn't know that. I think uh, teams have worked him out. Yeah. I think it, they worked out last season that if you uh, keep a deep, organised line and stop Fernandez creating too far forward then you know that Manchester United will come on to you and you can nick the ball off them and get in behind because their defenders have the turn in circles of a London bus. So I think anyone who watched that game, any team that watched that game, know how to beat Man United. Mm, they looked terrible as well. Bad times for them. Painful. That was definitely... I think that's got to be the shock result of the weekend no matter what, really, isn't it? It's painful to watch. That Man United got... Beat at home, it was painful to watch, wasn't it? Well, for you, I thought it was funny. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, on the other side of it, um, yeah, I watched the Chelsea game. They had a rough run against Liverpool. The greatest rugby tackle in football history took place in that match. It was phenomenal. I mean, you got to admit, it's a fantastic tackle. But yeah, red card. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Liverpool went on to win that one 2-0. I had Sadio Mane. A little confession for the listeners, actually, because... Um, oh, God, it sounds like the kind of excuse with your homework, don't you know, coming in. But um, I picked all my team, laid it out, was ready to finalise it. And uh, 
brother-in-law had a little accident, so we had ended up having his kid. Then father rung up, ended up talking to him, interrupted me, didn't get off the phone. When I looked, 11.30. Kicking myself, because I had Hammers and Calvert-Lewin in my team, and they obviously had a blistering start, and I thought, this is going to be a right bloody kick in here. But as it worked out, player for player, I didn't really gain too much in the way of points. Um, but of course, it, it meant that I kept my midfield and attack, which was Aubameyang 10, Son 24, Mane 16, Ings 11, Jimenez 6, Mitrovic 12. So that didn't do too bad. However, across the four defenders, I got a net minus one. So um, swings and roundabouts there. But uh, yeah, so I apologise profusely to everyone who had placed some sort of investment in that. Hold oh, um, I certainly didn't bottle it. I was absolutely puking when I realised it hadn't gone through because I'd picked a relatively. So are you doing it this week? Good lineup. Well, I don't know now because <laughs> I've got a load of good players. I mean, I could wild card, but I'd probably bring half them back in. I think the forfeit is uh, triple captain. Your keeper. I think that you keep making this shit up to try and take me out of the game. You've got a wild card this week. You've got a triple captain. I was telling you bench not a wild this card, week. Remember last week? I was like, don't do anything stupid. I don't There's remember that. I remember you saying you weren't going to do anything stupid, but you seemed all for me uh, doing something equally stupid. And then you didn't do the stupid thing, and I did a stupid thing. So Absolutely. So what do you call that? I don't know. Karma. How's that karma? I told you not to do a wild card. <laughs> Anyway, we're not married, I promise. Fuck so. Bastard. Yeah, well, what didn't work for you did work for me. I think this week we're looking at, you see, I've got a few players in I'll be very, very happy to keep. Um, I mean, Spurs are at home to Newcastle. We've got to be talking about Son and the Son-Kane partnership again in that one. I think I might actually just put him back in. What's on? Mm. Could do. It's the worst things you could do. Well, unless he doesn't score, of course. He gets sent off. <laughs> Again. But, uh, yeah, we've got a few good games. I mean, um, Brighton Man United. That might be one that I'm steering well clear of now. Be another um, one for Man to lose, I guess. Yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen there. I think Brighton, look, they look very good against Newcastle, but are they going to be leaving the kind of space at the back with the way they play that will be advantageous to Man United um, possibly I don't really want to take the chance on it I said this last week didn't I that I thought Man United had flattered to deceive at the end of last season I really felt like I wanted to steer clear of their game and Man City's game as I didn't have the stat with me at the time but Man City had lost their last two away games at Wolves um, obviously they fared much better than Man United did uh, Everton are away at Palace, so I'm talking about bringing in Rodriguez, talking about bringing in Calvert-Lewin, but Palace have had two uh, clean sheets to start their season, and they look like they might be a much meaner prospect than I was giving them any credit for. I did say if they were going to succeed this season, they needed to score goals, but their success have been built on a mean, mean defence, and it seems like they've started the season very much in that fashion again so young Mitchell at the back at only 4 million unless he's gone up to 4.1 by now 
Um, he is, I can tell you I have him. 4.1, there you go. Yeah, so he's gone up the point one, but he's still well worth getting in. He's playing every game at the minute, and he's keeping clean sheets. Um, the goalkeeper equally is 5 million, I think, or 5.1, as he may well be now. Uh, Gaeta, so... Yeah, either of them looks a sound bet, but do you want to chance it against Everton's front three? Richarlison, Rodriguez, Calvert-Lewin are really on scintillating form at the minute, so... Again, it's a tough, tough one to call. Uh, I think West Brom can. Did West Brom concede four in their opening game? I don't quite remember. Um, let's. I can actually probably quite reasonably check. Yeah, you just click previous, then. You do indeed. No, West Brom conceded three against Leicester and five. So they've conceded eight goals in two games. And it don't get much easier for them with Chelsea rolling into town this week. Can they make it double figures? Um, yeah, I th- yeah, I think you've got to go heavily on Chelsea there. You know, Werner. Um, Havertz has had a, an incredibly slow start. I think, it, to me, it looks like he's a central midfielder that they're trying to play wide or up front at the minute. Um whether that's the case, I don't know. I don't really know. But he he definitely looks like he wants more time on the ball. He isn't up to speed with that kind of being part of a dynamic front line. He looks like he'd be much more comfortable sitting a little bit deeper. Um, would you get him in? I don't know. I mean, he's not looked great in the first couple of games. Werner has looked superb, on the other hand. So I think Werner would be a good shout. Mason Mount, for me, is always a good shout to be in the team. Um, I don't know if Ziyech is going to be back yet. Is Ziyech back? No, he's mm. still out for the long haul. Um, Unknown knee injury. Yeah, so it's not good from that point of view. Pulisic is still out. So I think their main goal threats probably are going to come from Mason Mount and Timo Werner. Um, it's hard to see whether Frank Lampard will pop up with uh, sticking Tammy or Olivier Giroud on I wouldn't have thought so um, but you never know Giroud's definitely a poacher in the box but yeah I think you, you've got to be looking at Werner and Mount and my picks there I think it's highly likely Chelsea will manage to keep a first clean sheet um, I think Thiago may well be fit this week if he's fit I'm backing him to keep a clean sheet Kepa notwithstanding of course um, another gaff from him so if you have him at five million bucks I would ship him out for five million bucks before it turns into a catastrophe there and dra- drag somebody else in to stand between the sticks for you uh, like we said outside of Everton's front three they've also been doing okay at the back I'm not sure I'd be pulling any of them in yet maybe Pickford's not bad price to be honest uh, Michael Keane's not badly priced. I think he's about four and a half as well, five. So um, good shout there. Uh, sorry, I went back to Everton there. I meant Chelsea, didn't I, at the back? Um, yeah, Thiago Silva for me. I think he's going to revolutionise Chelsea's back line. So. Good shout. Burnley and Southampton. Danny Ings scored a brace at the weekend. Burnley have Ben Mee and James Tarkovsky missing. It, they let four goals in against Leicester. They looked pretty exposed for them at the back. Um, so Ings or Che Adams Che Adams has been unlucky not to get on the score sheet he's had a couple of fantastic saves in the first couple of games that have kept him from getting on the score sheet and he's quite low priced is he Ian would you mind doing the honours there sorry? Che Adams For you've who? got him uh, uh, 
I don't remember. There he is. Uh, 5.9 million. 5.9, okay. So he must have started out at 6. Maybe he's a little more. Definitely, if you've got the money, oh, go he's for Danny Ings. Fire. He's got three points in the last two games. Yeah, what a, what a legend. Um, otherwise, Southampton looked like they've got a leaky, creaky back line. Chris Woods had a really good start for Burnley, so he's worth it. Uh, James. James. No. Is it James Rodriguez? <sighs> this is going to screw me now because we've got Hammers Rodriguez. Is it... Jay Rodriguez, that's it. It's playing with my brain. Jay Rodriguez, he's um, also looking sharp up front. Dwight McNeil got an assist this week, so he's definitely worth bringing in. Otherwise, at the moment, I would ship out Popey without his two main starting central defenders, uh, get another goalkeeper in, um, and spend that extra money somewhere else at the moment. For Southampton, McCarthy has had a bad start, although he is four and a half million, so... Perhaps he's worth a punt to start this week, especially if you've only got a, a few pennies left in your pocket. Uh, Sheffield United against Leeds. Bad start to the season for Sheffield United. Egan got sent off. They ended up losing at Villa. Leeds have scored seven goals in the first two games. Uh, Camel Click looks good. Patrick Bamford's got a couple. Um, they look as though they're definitely worth Bamford's about five, six, five, seven million. He's definitely worth a shout to bring in against that Sheffield United defence at the moment. Bam. They haven't looked anywhere near as good as last season. Um, Click is a bit of an architect as well in the team, and he also takes their penalties by the looks of things. So it's always a fairly good shout to have a penalty taker in your team. Uh, next up is Spurs and Newcastle. So Spurs, 5-2 winners last week. Um, still looked a bit shady at the back. Matt Doherty hasn't lived up to it so far this season. If you've got him, I'd recommend probably shipping him out because he's 6 million. You can do better, generate a little bit of cash. Uh, Son and Kane, as we pointed out. Um, Gareth Bale doesn't look like he's going to be match fit to start. However, while he's 9.5 million, possibly you might want to Take a little Get punt him. on him, leave him on the bench this week, maybe sling him in next week. Who knows uh, what? Of course, you might want to check who they're playing next week. I don't know off the top of my head. Newcastle. Callum Wilson was as bad this week as he was good last week, so he might be that sort of player where he is going to pick up a few goals as the season goes on. Um, but they Ooh, were... Spurs play Man U next week. Oh, well, definitely get him in then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Newcastle are... I mean, the Brighton result was a real shock. I thought they'd do all right against Brighton, and they didn't. So that looks like it. the early optimism of West Ham disintegrated just very slightly with that 3-0 result. So um, it's always on the fence. I think they're going to create some Maxman hasn't lived up to what people thought he would early doors. I think Almiron looks the much better bet as a creator in this team if you want to get him in in terms of assists. Man City at home to Leicester. Leicester have got the young uh, fullback Justin, who's had a couple of good games. I'm not entirely sure I'd want to be pitching him against Man City after their display against Wolves last night. Uh, Foden's only about six and a half million. He scored last night, looked really, really good. Um, so he's obviously worth a shout to bring into your team. Kevin De Bruyne, if you have the money, I mean, he's in a lot of people's teams, but he is points, points, and more points. A goal and an assist last night, so... Oh, can you really do without him? Raheem Sterling, again, is a hit and miss. Um, if he hits, he's going to hit hard, and you're going to get a lot of points out of it, but the trouble is there's some weeks where he's going to get the flat too. Uh, and in terms of Leicester, they've had a fairly... 
comfortable start. They look like they're capable of shipping goals as well as scoring them, though. Um, Tielemans has looked good in midfield. Um, and Harvey Barnes looked really good. He's had a really good couple of games out of the gates so far, so he is definitely worth bringing in. How much is Harvey Barnes, Ian, on the calculatore? Mm, let's have a look. Yeah, not up with it. Oh, you're supposed to be Can standing there with all these... Burns. All these... Just to hit the listener with seven the... Seven million. He is seven million. Seven million well spent, I would say. Um, and obviously for Man City, it's the usual suspects. Aguero's out for several months, so Gabriel Jesus looks like he's going to start the majority of games. He did score against Wolves last night. He looked lively all game. Got his goal. He is going to be a worthy striker for anybody who would like to have him in the team. Um, at the back, yeah, Man City don't look like they're going to concede too many. Of course, Edison's quite expensive. Um, Ake and Laporte, I think Ake's maybe five and a half million though, so that's quite a bargain actually if he is. But um, yeah, let's move on. West Ham. Oh, West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. There were actually some small chinks of light for the West Ham fans against Arsenal. Um, they looked dangerous on the counter-attack, at least. And they looked like they could possibly be a bit more disciplined at the back. Um, their summer long, well, I say summer long, but their last couple of weeks' pursuit of James Tarkovsky, I don't think that's really doing them any favours at the minute. Um, for me, they still need a regular goal scorer, which I don't think it's Antonio, no matter how much you might want it to be. Uh, and do they need a centre-half? Maybe. But should they really be pursuing somebody who Burnley value at 50 million and keep grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and meanwhile not getting where you want to go? Probably not. But um, So in terms of their team, I did have Mark Noble in my starting lineup. He's now missed the last game. He looks set possibly to miss this one as well. Uh, Declan Rice is doing badly. Um, Jared Bowen looks a live wire as always and I'm not entirely sure who got their assist in the last game because it wasn't Alia. Alia. If you go back one, go back previous. Previous week. No, I don't want to. Cheers, mate. Then click on it. No, I don't want to. That's it. Yeah. This one. <laughs> Fredericks. Never heard of him. Antonio did score actually last game. I didn't realise it was him so maybe Defender. I'll have to... Uh, Maybe I'll have to shore up my knowledge a bit more there. But, um, well, yeah, that's the only thing he's done in two weeks, though. Well, he scored one goal in two. That's a pretty good rate of scoring if he does that all season. For so, now. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I will eat my words on Mikel Antonio. Maybe he will be the regular goal scorer that West Ham need to ensure that they're out of trouble. I still can't see it. I'm sorry, West Ham fans. But, uh, yeah, so uh, not a bad shout. Uh, Wolves, of course. Jimenez. I mean, Jimenez, 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 Jimenez. Get that Jimenez in your team if you don't have him because he is just the bomb. Scores goals all over town from all ways with his head, his feet. I dare say Real he would score well. it off his buttocks if he could as well. And he's got a good run of fixtures. West Ham, Fulham, Leeds, Newcastle, Crystal Palace. There are plenty of goals for Raul Jimenez over the next few weeks. Goals, goals, goals. Uh, Traore has had a slack start. I've got a feeling he's been filling in at right wing back. However, it does look like they might well manage to get uh, Nelson Semedo in this week which would solve that problem, and they could go back to playing Adama a little bit further forward. Pedro Neto looks lively, hasn't added uh, masses of goals to him, his uh, performances yet, but does he? did he get an assist? I can't remember. 
You got one. You got one. That one. <laughs> yes, yeah. so he did get an assist. Yeah, he, he got, got an assist against Sheffield United. So I, I liked him last season and he didn't quite perform as I'd hoped towards the end of last season. I remember recommending him as as a star. I think he's going to be a star. Pedro Neto, he'll get better and better and better as the season goes on. He's going to have more opportunity now. Diego Jota he's very has joined as well. Liverpool. So yeah, Damn, good punt. He's a punt. He's a punt. Pedro Neto. Listen, I'm only telling you guys, alright? Uh, Fulham at home to Aston Villa. Uh, Fulham obviously are shipping goals at <laughs> an alarming rate at the moment. Uh, Mitrovic got a couple at the weekend, I think, against the Villa back line. You can, assuming Fulham can create the chances, Mitrovic is a fair shout yet again to get his name on the score sheet. Aston Villa got Jack Grealish, of course. Everybody knows about him from last season. Uh, Martinez looks good shout and goal as well. He had a really good first game. He looked good at Arsenal at the end of last season, and he is basically going to be their number one goalkeeper so um if we have a look uh can we have a look how much he is how much he is Ooh. i must apologize for my erstwhile companion here people way off the pace four and a half million i think he is an incredible shout for your keeper this season martinez he looks good very good um and then finally we get to the big game of the weekend which is actually the last game on monday night Liverpool and Arsenal. So, Aubameyang is definitely going to be on the list of most shipped out players this week. There is absolutely no doubt about it. Um, I am going to say that I would be in the camp of being on that list as well. Mm. I don't think Liverpool's backline is great, but the way they pulled apart Chelsea... Um, do you know? Oh, do you know what I'm thinking about it now? I'm thinking about it. I just don't like Liverpool's backline at the minute. They look definitely a lot more solid against Chelsea. Do you with reckon Fabinho. he can do some damage? Um, Is it one of those moves? Of course, so many can. people have transferred him out, and if he scores a goal, it's going to be damage. Are they going to score two plus goals at Liverpool? Is what I've got to think. And if they score one goal at Liverpool. Aubameyang's going to get an assist or a goal. I think there's probably going to be more goals. And assists in other players as it stands. Mm. Like we're saying, like Kevin De Bruyne, for instance. Um, or for Chelsea, even. You know, Jorginho's five million. He's playing at Chelsea and he's their penalty taker. He did miss, of course, against Liverpool, his first miss of the Premier League era. But, you know, he got rumbled. People criticise his run up and that. But his run up is about waiting for the goalie to move. And Allison just out-psyched him. He did not move one second until Jorginho had, uh, you know, Georgi until Jorginho had presented the tell. He, he knew which way he was going to go. And then he dived that way and saved it. It was, you know, excellent goalkeeping. Allison is one of the best, if not the best in the world, I think. Um, so there's no shame in that. Against lesser keepers, I think Jorginho is still going to out-psych him and, and score from the penalty spot. Uh, so yeah, he's a good shout. Definitely against West Brom as well. So there we go. That just about wraps it up. In terms of Liverpool, Thiago, I think is going to be a creator. It's possibly we saw what was going to happen on the regular, which is Fabinho may drop in beside um, Van Dijk uh, and play at centre-half. And... Tiago will maybe play ahead of them instead and orchestrate from deep. Um, 
So yeah, Thiago could be a good shout as well for the assist, but I'm imagining mm. it's going to be very, very expensive. So there we go. That kind of rounds out the week. I would suspect um, anything that I've missed, anything I've missed out, anything I've glossed over, anything you think, God, how on earth did you leave that guy out of your setup? Um, and if you want to tell us anything else, you can hit us up at, at football almost um, and tell us who you recommend, who you think is going to do well this week. Um, who you think we've missed out what the bargains are that we haven't seen with our two eyes our two tired eyes our four tired eyes even um, yeah what do you reckon Ian anything else to add are I you think so. obviously uh, or are you still sulking about your shite week on top of Manchester United losing as well I think I'm sulking I'm actually tempted to wildcard as well tempted to wildcard because <gasps> I controversial. Do have a couple of issues in my team. So. Okay, so what what issues? Well, the fact that one's suspended, one's possibly dead. Did you and, not uh, say you saved your transfer though? You got two transfers, right? No, I got one transfer. Remember? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you transferred out. So you yeah. used your one transfer to transfer out. So. Yeah, 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 no, it's a double transfer. I took a minus four. So it actually cost you points to take yeah, someone yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had to. Worse. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So I kind of want to get rid of Aubameyang. kind of want to get rid of Fernandez. I kind of want to get rid of uh, uh, To be honest, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just really glad you, with a mistake like that, you could quite easily have spent the week slamming your head, you know, under the toilet seat. Or something, so. <laughs> no, I um, just um, stopped looking at my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, screw this, I don't want to play anymore, I'm out. Hmm. No, so then I'm thinking wildcard. Yeah. You're going to start afresh. I might do, my team's uh, shambles this week, so... I guess I was going to wildcard this week, just out of obligation. But then it occurred to me as well, perhaps it would be a good idea to save the wildcard, unless you're doing absolutely pig swill bad, to save it until the transfer window's shut. Yeah. Because obviously people could end up anywhere. And you, you could, could end up you could end up with people anywhere. I mean Jot yeah. has moved to Liverpool, so if people have got three Liverpool players they're gonna have to get rid of one if they've got Jotter as well. Does it automatically get rid of one or just can you not do anything until you sub one out? Or yeah, I think it's uh, you have to transfer one out. So it makes you make the decision. I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you don't you don't know who's gonna end up where. I mean it looks like Alex Oxlade Chamberlain may end up at Wolves, I think. There's some talk around that. Um can we just I know we do a lot of Man United talking on this show. You do. I do. <laughs> but you support them as well. But I think I'm just I talk about them so much because I'm just so utterly baffled by them. I mean I look at Chelsea and I get it, I think. You know, they've got Maria Granyovska, I've just murdered that name, but somebody up there who is working with Frank and getting the players he wants and they're on the same page. We know that Frank Lampard wants to instigate a particular style of play, although he's a pragmatic coach who will adapt his style if he feels that it needs to or it's not working in the game. That's what good coaches do. Um, I understand it. I look at Liverpool... I was critical of them before the season because of the signings they haven't made, because they hadn't got enough squad depth, because I felt like perhaps the front three might be a little bit 
like they need a fresh impetus. I wasn't sure Salah was going to be the guy he was last season. He looked like the guy that he was, that I thought he'd be this season against Chelsea, to be honest. He was nowhere. But Liverpool have done well. They've signed uh, a relatively cheap backup left back. They've signed a superstar midfielder for 20 million. And they've signed a forward who can play anywhere across that front line for 40 odd million and sold one of their players back the other way. So their net spend has been exceptionally low for. That's just smart management, though, isn't it? They're it capitalizing is. Capitalising on the player they don't need necessarily. But they knew what they wanted. Last season, where Liverpool were coming unstuck, was when. They couldn't play that direct ball in behind and they had to play in front of defences and they found it really hard to unpick a tight defence. Um, the type of player they needed was someone like Thiago who can unpick a tight defence. He's an exceptionally talented midfielder. They knew what they needed and they've gone out and got it. And I think Liverpool consequently... Just from those three signings, they seem like they're a much more laudable bet Is it to be able to retain the Premier League. They need? They're unsure. They're well, like, we need a looking across at Arsenal, you could even say Arteta's gone in there. He's been decisive about what he wants in the team, how he wants them to set up, and he's prepared to sacrifice players to get other players in. Players that would probably be decent in his, in his squad. He's took a bit of money for Martinez. He's took a bit of money here, a bit of money there. You know, and he's trying to construct a team that can challenge um, and that can play comfortably the way that he's looking to set up more often than not and to utilise the greatest asset that they've got, Aubameyang. He, he knows Aubameyang's his best player. How can we complement him and continue to help him keep getting his incredible goal numbers? You know... He's put a bit of depth to the team, a bit of depth in the squad. I understand it. I look even at Everton. Everton have moved and have signed. They knew what they needed. Their midfield was a travesty last season. So he's signed a guy who can defend and break up play, another guy who's energetic box-to-box, -box, a guy who can create from the wing, and he's played Richarlison out and told Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I want you in and around the box, and I want you to work on your one-touch finishing because those chances drop if you have to take a touch the chance can be gone Calvert-Lewin scored Rodriguez looks great the signings work I understand even Everton but Manchester United I don't understand there was that tweet wasn't there that I didn't actually end up finding uh, that showed the amount of players they went after and didn't get yeah and there was like a list of five and they all went to other clubs but because Man you just didn't follow even, through even Spurs Jose says this is a jigsaw it's a puzzle I know the players that I need to put together. I know what I'm looking for. I know what I want. And I want this guy and this guy. And I think I can make the way we want to play work. You're like, okay, I get it. Manchester United have spent... All, they've done it for years, but they've now spent all summer pursuing Jadon Sancho. A guy that I'm not convinced of as a I mean this is all again we call ourselves the armchair assholes we are armchair assholes I'm just a guy watching it but as a guy observing it with my own two eyes I watch Jade and Sancho and I think in the Bundesliga it tends to be that teams will generally play attacking football they won't very often keep 
uh, a low defensive line. They've got quite a high defensive line. A lot of the time there's space in behind. And the quality is not as high as the Premier League. Whether you like it or not, it isn't. Bundesliga teams are not as good quality as Premier League teams. There's space for Sancho to get in behind. He uses his pace to get in behind. He times his runs well. He's a good player. But when he plays with England, when he plays against teams that don't give him the space, he doesn't look like he's the kind of guy that's going to pick the ball up, dribble past someone, you know, get the ball in the box. He looks like he's quite easy to keep quiet during a game. He's See, quite easy to be... He's invisible in some games. The past few England games I've watched him, I didn't even know he was on the pitch. So it's quite a good dodge for Manu, really. Maybe they assessed him more well, like for the money, no way. I don't know. I mean, he might fit into the way Man United play. But the way I look at Manchester United, it's for years they've been playing three second strikers and trying to fit them into being a front three. Marcus Rashford is a second striker if ever I've seen one. He he would play much better. You'd see a great increase in his game if he was playing in a front two, just off the front man where he could move about. Greenwood especially looks like that. A guy who can drop deep, who can play in, who can run in behind. It's like the big man, small man. man Ed, Edinson Cavani right, is out of contract. 33 years old, and that's why Man United won't sign him because he's 33 years old. But he's one of the most prolific goal scorers but he'd be so cheap in though. the past few years he'd be so cheap to get and, on like a two year contract yeah surely. and he's different to anything they have and if you're telling me that Who he's he played for before PSG so he, mm. if you're telling me that Cavani is not going to be better than on loan Igalo if you played Cavani and one of the others I look at Man United and I see Paul Pogba doesn't want to do any work but he has talent. He can unlock a defence. He can create. He seems like the guy who would be perfect to sit at the top of a midfield diamond. Bruno Fernandes and Donny van der Beek are runners. They box to box to box. They can tackle. They can score. They can create. Um, they look like a couple of guys that would fit into a diamond either side of Pogba. And then you could have Matic at the base screening a back two that are so woefully exposed, especially their lack of pace. And then you've got wide guys, Wambasaka and Brandon Williams. He can be considered really unlucky not to keep his spot because Luke Shaw is dog shit. Now, it's maybe not his <laughs> fault. Maybe it's just because he's had a lot of injuries, but he's, his end product is shit. His defending is shit. His positioning is shit. Lindelof's the same. I mean, I watched it against Crystal Palace. Every time the ball came into feet to a Manchester United front player, the Palace defender would drop off just slightly so that he couldn't be turned. Now, every time the ball came into Zaha or Jordan Ayew or whatever, they Lindelof stuck on him on their back and they rolled him. And it was like, this is how can you, as a top-level Premier League defender, not see that this is what's happening to you every time? And when he's getting rolled, Harry Maguire's so fucking far away from him, he can't help him out. He keeps getting caught up the pitch and he can't get back. Lindelof's exposed on his own. The two of them aren't in a line half the time, let alone... <laughs> it's an absolute catastrophe. And then you've got David De Gea. I mean, what the fuck's he doing at the back? Is he shouting at anyone? Is he organising? No, he's, he's whinging. Up. He's, he's up, picking man. up his bloody paycheck, isn't he? I'll just ship him out and get Henderson in. 
in fairness to the guy, I suppose he did make a couple of good saves the other day, but it's Ole is to me, I mean, he's a football man. What the hell do I know? But I look at him and I think he looks at that team and he's trying to hammer square pegs into round holes. He's not assessing what his team are good at and what they're going to be good at. And then he's not assessing what he really needs. Jaden Sancho is no fucking different to having somebody like Rashford or Greenwood or Martial. Martial scored 17 goals last season. I think he scored the bulk of them after the lockdown when Bruno Fernandes came. So he'd spent most of the season not scoring goals. It's, you know, they need a striker. They need a centre-half. They need a centre-half who's more mobile. And if possible, they need a centre-half who can lead at the back. Because Harry Maguire's not a leader. No matter if he's wearing the captain's armband, he isn't. The problem with him was at Leicester, he played alongside Johnny Evans and Casper Schmeichel. Both big personalities, both big voices, both leaders. Maguire didn't need to. He's gone to Man United and he's playing with Lindelof and De Gea. Both no voice, both no leadership, both no organisation. And until they sort that shit out, they're still going to be struggling to make the top four or win titles or do anything. They're a hopeless act at the minute. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that and risk looking like a complete fucking idiot if they turn it round. I hope so. They did last season, didn't but they? But it's one game. But it's one game that seems to epitomise and exacerbate all the problems that Manchester United have not sorted out. They have no other option up front apart from Igalo. I mean, he's something different, but Giroud is a better version of that. You know, I just don't understand it. I don't understand how Man United, they're going to end up paying a load of money. I mean, they're talking about buying Jadon Sancho for, what, 80 million? I thought they'd give him Isn't up. it? They, well, nah, I think they wanted to get him for 80, 90 million and, and Dortmund want like 110 or something. I don't know. Um, but say Man United wanted to get him for 80 just for argument's sake. You could have got Edinson Cavani, Thiago, James Rodriguez, and you'd still have had half the money in your pocket. Nuts. Then you could spend forty million on getting yourself a defender. You know, or forty or fifty million. Get yourself a good centre back. Somebody who's a fucking leader. At Somebody least... who can lead the back line. Lewis Dunk is a guy who's been consistently good. I don't know if he's particularly pacey, which might go against him playing with Maguire. Maguire needs somebody who's got a bit of pace beside him because he ain't got any. Mm. So that obviously works a little more against him. Um, but that's what they need. They need that. How can we sit here and look at it and say that's what they need? How can people across the country sit there, look at it and see that's what they need and Man United can't? It just absolutely baffles me and it makes me it annoys me as you can tell like, I get really annoyed when I'm watching it like this is just so predictable it's how predictable was it that Man United would be this same way again they've got a team for, their, their stubborn refusal to get any sort of experience into their team in the past couple of years is ridiculous you know they won't buy players I'll bet you anything they didn't want to buy Thiago because he's too old they bought Donny van der Beek with the greatest will in the world. I think he'll be a really good signing for Man United. He's a good player. But Thiago is a world-class midfielder who was just 
Has he gone anywhere? Or is he still? He's just... gone to Liverpool for twenty million. Right. He's twenty nine, and I guarantee you that's why Man United didn't sign him because he's twenty nine. But they need someone. They need someone for a year. Or they two, need so winners perfect. in that team. They need people who are used to winning to come into that team and lead it. Yeah. And they don't have them. They are so obsessed with buying kids and youth and making money that they can't see that what they really need is people who have been winning. And Thiago was central to the way Bayern played when they've won the treble this year. He's won the Bundesliga every year he's been there. You know, he's a guy who's used to winning. Cavani, I mean, you can say what you want about the French League. The French League is crap, everybody knows that. But Cavani's used to winning trophies. And he was scoring goals at Napoli before that. He's a goal scorer. Somebody who's different. He's big, he's powerful, he's strong, he can run. You know, you're not going to get fucking five years out of him he's 33 but for the next year or two years would you not want that experience in your dressing room yeah. would you not want somebody who's used to winning and if it's cheap as well why not just go for it yeah he's free you couldn't be any cheaper you know apart from what you're paying him in wages which means not a lot you know Jaden Sancho's won nothing most of the Man United team have won nothing Get people in who have won something. James Rodriguez has played for some of the biggest clubs in the world the past few years. Why are Manchester United not trying to sign him? You know, they're looking at Jadon Sancho for that right side. The same right side Rodriguez is now playing on at Everton. And tear it up the first couple of games. You know, like you're saying you don't want that guy there? You know, oh, it's bullshit. It's one-dimensional, nonsensical bullshit. I'm glad you fixed their team. Yeah, and for me, I just hope that they learn their fucking lesson. But they probably they won't. won't. They won't They'll end up paying a stupid price to get Jaden Sancho in. And this time next year, we'll all be sitting here again with Manchester United need a centre-half. Manchester United need a, a dominant midfielder or a creative midfielder, sorry. They just think money's the answer, I think, it's as well. The, well, they don't want to pay it either. You like, You don't want to pay... 80, 100 million, pay 20 million and get fucking Thiago in. Don't pay 40 million for Donny van der Beek. You know, Jesus. That was fun. I think you should do a different team next week. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, it just, I have no idea of what Manchester United's transfer strategy is. What their fixation is on these singular ideas that they get for transfers. Other teams, they try and buy someone. If they can't make an agreement... They drop it and go after somebody else. Somebody who was there. I mean, Liverpool wanted Jamal Lewis. Couldn't get him. They dropped him and went for the Greek lad, whoever they said. I can't think of his name. I'd butcher it anyway. So. At left back. You know, it. it's like that. You identify your targets. If You don't, you must have more than one for the position. You don't just go, well, oh, well, I'll, I want this guy. I think they do. I think they just have one main target. And then when it falls yeah. through, they're like, right, who's next? That <sighs> waste time. Fuck man. <laughs> Should we wrap up the forty-seven minutes there? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> I'll just you've, uh, forever. Fixed Man U, and I, I feel better about my uh, my balls up of a week. Yeah, so I can't fix Man U. Nobody can fix Man U. No one. What was fun? Uh, I don't think anyone can fix Patrice Evra's uh, Sky career after the other night either. What do you do? He said Zahar had left Man United for knocking off David Moyes' daughter. <laughs> and apparently it's not true. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he might uh, be out the exit door. Kelly Cates had to uh, cover that one up pretty uh, pretty hilariously. Uh, yeah, 
But Whoa. Patrice, funny guy, but he's burning, man. He's burning inside because Man United. Oh! But yeah, I, I think it's funny. But on a professional level, if I, I feel angry on behalf of the Man United fans because I look at it, it's like maybe I'll do yeah I'll do it next week. I'll do a team every week. I'll be like where where the where the fuck is your team going wrong? Why are they shit? Yeah, why they're shit? Maybe we could spin that into a different uh, episode. Maybe so. Do like a normal one and then do a why are yeah Arsenal shit? Yeah, the t-shirts will be out soon. Why are they shit? Yeah. Okay, that was fun. listen up. Read our pages, hit us up on Twitter, and if we do come down to merchandising, buy our shit. Until then, we'll see you next week.